Well, good morning. It's Thursday, September 15th, 2022. Thursday, September 15th, 2022. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. Um, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Um, did I get that right? Did I get the date right? It is the 15th, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. I truly appreciate you coming every day. Thank you so much. Uh, I slept in until like uh, almost 4 a.m. this morning. Uh, If you can, bring someone with you today or tomorrow and tweet to me questions or insights or if you want to come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S or maybe you want to send me a news story. Maybe you want to just say hi or maybe you want to sick your uh, uh, crazy political friends after me. Or enemies. <laughs> uh, let's start as usual with uh, Ukraine. <clears throat> uh, Ukraine, uh, to date, to, uh, reported so far, has reclaimed 8,000 square kilometers, uh, which I think we talked about yesterday, about 3,100, uh, or I think it's 3,100 square miles. Uh, you know, I still haven't done the math on that. Uh, but the, And that's so far this month. Uh, but the month ain't over yet, so uh, we'll see what happens if they can get more. And I'm looking forward to the Kursan, uh advances once they uh, sense. And I, you know they're going to try and, and grab that southern region. Uh, they still have to defend the northern region, of course. But they have to move a lot of men to Kursan to help them get that back and move towards Crimea. Uh, according to officials, the largest city in central Ukraine, Krivyavri, was attacked by eight cruise missiles that destroyed the water pumping station and caused the Inhulets River to break through a dam. Uh, they're also st- saying that the dam w- was itself attacked. Uh, I, I, and I believe Kriri is Zelensky's hometown, if I'm not mistaken. Zelensky said in a uh, video, the water system had no military value and hundreds of thousands of civilians depend on it daily. Uh, Alexander uh, Vilkul, the head of the Kriviavri uh, military administration, said in a post on Telegram that 112 homes were flooded, but that works to repair the dam on the Inulets River were underway and that flooding was receding. Uh, Ukraine, <coughs> excuse me, Ukraine's uh, Minister of Foreign Affairs, Dmitry Kuliba, tweeted about the missile attack on the water dam in Krivere and said, Russian missile strikes on Krivere hydraulic structures is a war crime and an act of terror. Beaten by Ukrainian army on the battlefield, Russia, Russian cowards are now at war with our critical infrastructure and civilians. Russia is a terrorist state and must be recognized as such. And you know what? You really don't want to... They've already destroyed most of the country's infrastructure uh, uh, west of the... Uh, I'm sorry, east of the Dnipro River. And a lot of it uh, uh, east of that river, or west of that river. Getting my easts and wests mixed up. Uh, In the northeastern Ukrainian town of Balaklia, 
Police officers said civilians were killed when the town was under Russian control. If confirmed, this will be more war crimes by Russia to add to the list of hundreds of others. Uh, And they are keeping quite a list. Uh, Democratic and Republican U.S. Senators introduced legislation that would designate Russia as a state sponsor of terrorism, a label opposed by President Joe Biden's administration. Of course, it's uh, opposed because that would mean there would be no back channels to talk to that nuclear state. Now, it makes sense to do it since they're aligning themselves with Iran, aligning themselves with North Korea, right? Anyway, Uh, speaking at uh, the joint news conference with the EU Commission President Ursula von der Leyen, President Vladimir Zelensky uh, said Ukraine's air defense systems were a priority to protect the country from Russian strikes. Zelensky said Ukraine had not yet received a positive response from Israel on possible supply of aerial defense systems. Zelensky said air defense systems promised previously by Germany and the United States had not yet arrived in Ukraine. Uh, EU Chief Ursula von der Leyen announced during a visit to Kyiv, the European Union will supply Ukraine with 100 million euros, uh, which is about 100 million dollars, to rebuild schools. Uh, the EU Chief said on Twitter, in Kyiv for my third visit since the start of Russia's war, so much has changed. Ukraine is now an EU candidate. I'll discuss with Zelensky and Prime Minister Denis Shmigal uh, how to continue getting our uh, economies and people closer while Ukraine progresses towards accession. Uh, She's meaning accession to uh, being part of the EU. Uh, Which which, uh, uh, actually, uh, you know, Putin doesn't care about the EU. He's more concerned about NATO. But of course, if uh, Russia takes Ukraine, they won't be part of the EU. German Defense Minister Christine Lambrecht said in Berlin, we have decided to deliver two more Mars 2 multiple rocket launchers, including 200 rockets to Ukraine. Training the Ukrainian operators is expected to start in September. Uh, Referring to an armored vehicle that the uh, German military used during NATO's military operation in uh, Afghanistan, she said, on top of this, we will send 50 Dingo armored personnel carriers to Ukraine. It seems to me that should be a Australian armored personnel carrier, being that it's called a Dingo, but I guess not. Uh, in a briefing today, Russian Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Maria Zakharova said that the United States, uh, if the United States decides to supply Kyiv with longer-range missiles for U.S.-made HIMARS systems in use by Ukraine, it would cross a red line and become a party to the conflict, uh, which is, comp- uh, of course, completely untrue. She added that Russia reserves the right to defend its territory, of course, As we reported, this has been said all along that uh, they oppose uh, sending longer-range missiles, and they said that the United States would become part of the war if they did that. They've said that all along. Uh, The HIMARS systems, they they can use missiles that that go about 20 kilometers, uh, 50 kilometers, 100 kilometers, 120 kilometers, something like that, Um, and, and hundreds of miles. 
Uh, we have not supplied them with those that go hundreds of miles. So, yeah, uh, if we supplied them with those, they could reach from from the closest area uh, in Ukraine to Moscow. They could reach the edge of Moscow with those types of missiles. So we haven't supplied them. <clears throat> uh, Russian state-owned a news agency. Uh, the propaganda arm, RIA, reported, uh, citing Putin, uh, a delegation of 80 large companies will visit Iran next week. Putin and Iranian President Ebrahim Raisi are at a summit in the Shanghai, uh, uh, the SCO, uh, the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, we talked about in the last couple of days, in Samarkand, Uzbekistan. Earlier, Iran's uh, foreign minister said Tehran signed a memorandum to join the bloc. So they had just joined the bloc. China allying itself with all sorts of terrorist countries. Because if they're against the United States, the friend, uh, excuse me, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, in other words. Uh, Of course, also today, Putin met with uh, Xi Jinping. Uh, Putin told the Chinese leader that Moscow backs Beijing's one-China policy, opposes provocations by the United States in the Taiwan Strait, and said Russia values China's balanced position on Ukraine. And, of course, the United States has claimed that they back Russia's, uh, I'm sorry, Chinese's uh, one-China policy, although they want to keep it as it is. They, they're, they're saying Taiwan is separate, but sort of part of uh, uh, China. I mean, people don't really believe this, but that's what the United States is saying. Uh, now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the world. That was only 10 minutes of uh, Russia, Ukraine. Less than usual. Uh, so have we avoided a rail strike? Likely for now. The White House announced a tentative agreement between unions and rail carriers that reportedly includes a victory for workers on sick leave. Uh, the deal, which still might uh, still must be approved by union members, would give rail workers the ability to take days off for medical care without being subject to discipline. And I think they're going to uh, okay it. It also has 24% uh, um, a wage increase over, what is it, five years or something? Something like that. Workers will receive voluntary assigned days off and single additional day paid days off. The agreement provides members with the ability to take unpaid days for medical care without being subject to attendance policies. Uh, uh, this has to be with a, this point system that they have, right, where they get penalized for taking a day off if they have to. Uh, This morning, Biden's statement said the deal represents a win for tens of thousands of rail workers who worked tirelessly through the pandemic to ensure that Americans, America's families and communities got deliveries of what have kept us going during these difficult years. Uh, Most upset about this, of course, Republicans are upset about this because for now it stops the economy from tanking and they need the economy to tank to better their chances in November. Uh, Biden said, these rail workers will get better pay, improve working conditions, and peace of mind around their health care costs, all hard-earned. The agreement is also a victory for railway companies who will be able to retain and recruit more workers for an industry that will continue to be part of the backbone of American economy for decades to come, 
That's what he said. Uh, Biden thanked the thanked saying uh, 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 the unions and rail companies for uh, thank them for negotiating in good faith and reaching a tentative agreement that will keep our critical rail system working and avoid disruption of our economy. Yesterday, the burn Bernie Sanders blocked a Republican effort to force rail workers to accept the emergency board's recommended agreement, which was anti-worker. Before taking to the Senate floor, Sanders tweeted, I will proudly stand up to stop the legislation proposed by Senators Roger Wicker and Richard Burr of uh, Mississippi and North Carolina, respectively. The deal recommendations did not include a paid sick leave policy or address stringent points-based attendance rules which require engineers and conductors to work many days and sometimes consecutive weeks or months with no time off to make up for taking a weekend off. Let's say somebody dies, you need to go to a funeral or something like that, you got to take the weekend off. Suddenly, the railroad would uh, hit you with points. By the way, let's not let Democrats get away with this. This is Berkshire Hathaway that owns uh, one of the largest rail rail lines in uh, the United States, owned by Warren Buffett, right? Anyway, all this going on while rail corporations made huge profits, especially during the pandemic. Buffett made like thirty billion dollars during the pandemic, right? Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, moving on, former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, who served under Trump, has co- complied with a subpoena from the Justice Department investigating uh, investigation into the events surrounding the insurrection. He is the highest-ranking Trump official known to have responded to a subpoena in the federal investigation. This is not the January 6th committee investigation. This is the criminal investigation. Uh, the one that has put, like, how many people in jail now? Like 500 people in jail, or is it 800? I forget. Oh, they have 800 cases. I don't remember how many are in jail. But a lot of them are in jail for years, some of them. And, in fact, Meadows uh, provided the same materials uh, he gave to the House uh, January 6th committee, right? He uh, he just basically copy-pasted. <laughs> Meadows initially cooperated with the January 6th committee in 2021, but later sued over the subpoenas. Uh, The U.S. House of Representatives earlier this year voted to refer Meadows to the Justice Department for contempt of Congress. They declined to do that because he had sort of, uh, uh, sort of showed up. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, but the Justice Department, of course, is is still uh, uh, has contempt of uh, Congress charges against others. Uh, The House Natural Resources Committee uh, Oversight Panel, led by U.S. Representative Katie Porter, who I think is awesome, Katie Porter, uh, kicked off a hearing at 10 a.m. to, uh, uh, oh, I think they had one yesterday, too, uh, to take on Big Oil's lies and profiteering. Some of the major firms called to uh, participate included PR Giants, Singer Associates, Story Partners, and PacWest Communications, rejected their invitation. Oh, gee, I wonder why. (laughs) These PR firms are in huge trouble for lying to America, and their best option is probably not to show up. These are the same companies who came up with the term clean coal, a ridiculous phrase that even Obama fell for. Uh, 
Uh, The hearing is the latest in a series of congressional hearings into whether the oil industry hindered government action on global warming. The greenwashing going on in the industry is far beyond the term clean coal or cleaner gas power or any of that. The companies have been claiming oil companies are uh, doing more than they actually are doing. They keep on... You've seen the ads. Shell, BP, all of them. They're, They're putting up these commercials... Uh, we're working towards cleaner energy, but but less than one percent of their profits are set towards doing something like that. I mean, literally, they might have a hundred employees, and they spend millions, millions on uh, 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 K Street. Uh, anyway, at the hearing. The committee will share findings of its investigation into public relations and advertising firms uh, working for fossil fuel companies based on its review of documents such as their submissions for industry awards. <laughs> uh, you won the award for best BS uh, commercial. <laughs> uh, Porter's hearing yesterday on the PR industry is part of a series of climate-focused hearings this week by House Democrats. Uh, simultaneously, yesterday, Representative Jamie Raskin of Maryland, uh, chair, uh, a Democrat, of course, chair of the House Oversight, Civil Rights, and Civil Liberties Subcommittee, is holding a hearing, uh, held a hearing yesterday, and I believe holding it today, on fossil fuel industry efforts to curb protest and free speech by environmental activists. Uh, and by the way, there was a lawsuit. Uh, I, think, I, think, I think a court just decided, what state was it? Was it Michigan? where they were stopping protesters and sheriffs were hauling them off and the sheriff's department got spanked by the Supreme Court of Michigan saying that they couldn't do that? Anyway, uh, that, that, that was on the side there. And today, Representative Ro Khanna will lead a separate House Oversight and Reform Committee hearing on big oil misinformation related to public pledges about their emissions uh, reductions and industry price gouging that has led to record-setting profits. Uh, by the way, I, I should mention this, uh, I, and I didn't mention it a couple weeks ago. This is a perfect opportunity. Last uh, or last week, I didn't mention, uh, mention it. Last week, Merriam-Webster added the word "greenwash" to the dictionary, to its dictionary, anyway. So, moving on, as Democrats in Congress take aim at uh, uh, the harmful tactics of fossil fuel corps uh, this week, a report published yesterday exposed big oil industry's playbook of deceit, denial, and delay as the climate crisis intensifies. Uh, The report, titled Big Oil Lies, What is Big Oil Really Doing with Their Massive Profits?, follows decades of climate denial by the fossil fuel industry, which long knew of the world-wrecking impacts of its products and months of the sector uh, price gouging and war profiteering uh, since Russia invaded Ukraine uh, in late February. Um, and, and by the way, it's not just burning fuel. Oil is used to make, in the plastic industry, what do you think all those plastic bottles come from? So it's more than just oil. They, they've really destroyed this planet. Well, we've done the story of the microplastic inside your bloodstreams and in your lungs that you're never going to get rid of. Right? As we said, 
this morning, the House Oversight uh, uh, Committee is uh, still holding its third hearing on climate disinformation. Representatives from BP, ExxonMobil, Chevron, and Shell refuse to testify. A report memo was sent to Congress. The memo features sections on the oversight hearings. Uh, how companies are adding uh, uh, adding the pockets of executives and shareholding shareholders, greenwashing efforts, loopholes in fossil fuel giants, climate plans, profiles of BP, Chevron, ExxonMobil, and Shell, the sectors lobbying against climate solutions, and what comes next. All of that is going on. Uh, it also points out that the same sector poured over $112 million into political lobbying that year. Uh, and, and in 2021, that number ticked up to $115 million, accommodating a payroll of 746 lobbyists. That's K Street. Uh, one of whom was, and you remember this story, uh, one of whom was infamously caught on camera bragging about weekly meetings with Joe Manchin. Uh, yeah, we did that story a while back, remember? <laughs> so, moving on. At this point, Ron DeSantis must have broken the law. And let me prequel this by saying, I'm, <clears throat> I'm likely going to get another visit from the FBI because of something I did this morning. <laughs> uh, you know how the FBI is. They don't do anything unless they're told. And then when they're told, they get pissed off and visit you. Anyway, uh, yeah, DeSantis must have broken the law, and we talked about this months ago when the Texas governor did the same thing. Uh, yesterday, Governor of Florida Ron DeSantis sent two plane loads of migrants to the island of Martha's Vineyard. That island only has 15,000 residents, and they are ill-prepared for this. I mean, it's a small community. I mean, they're rich, but they're not ready for this. Uh, there was apparently confusion about where the migrants ca- uh, came from, uh, with some local media and officials saying at least one of the planes had come from Texas. But the governor's office quickly confirmed that, yes, Florida was responsible for sending them there. Uh, as I mentioned, GOP Texas Governor Greg Abbott has also been transporting migrants outside of Texas, but primarily targeting states and cities led by Democrats. Uh, DeSantis picked a blue state, led by a fellow Republican governor, though not one aligned with his conservative values. Um, One Martha's uh, Vineyard News organization suggested that many of those who had arrived were migrants who had come to the U.S. from Venezuela. So you ask, how could this be breaking the law? Right? Transporting people against their will over state lines is called kidnapping. When these people arrived, they didn't even know where they were. They didn't know where they were going. They weren't told. They were not told where they were going. Can you believe that? Representative Bill Keating, a Democrat of Massachusetts, whose district includes Martha's Vineyard, tweeted that history does not look kindly on leaders who treat human human beings like cargo, loading them up and sending them a thousand miles away without telling them their destination. Right? So let me ask you something. Let's say, I, I go to your place. I grab you and I say, we're going to it for a car ride. And I take you to, I, I don't know, let's, let's say, I take you to uh, uh, the neighboring state. Let's say uh, Nevada. Let's say I take you to Nevada. 
And when I when I get uh, well, I guess that would be about uh, 200 miles into Nevada, past Vegas, I drop you in the middle of nowhere. Did I kidnap you? I mean, I didn't let you out of the car. Um, you had no choice in the matter. I didn't tell you where you were going, and I just dropped you and left. Did I kidnap you? That's the question. I asked the FBI. I'm sure I will be harassed by the FBI in the next few days because I just filed a kidnapping report with the FBI naming Ron DeSantis. Let's see what they do. And you know what? This is not a joke. This was a serious report that I did. I was not joking about this. These people did not know where they were going. I'm sure I'm going to pay for what I did, but we'll see. I'll let you know. I'll let you know if they visit me. Yet again, they've already visited me in the past. They don't like what I say. Yesterday, but of course that was during the Trump administration. Uh, Yesterday, an Ohio judge temporarily blocked a state law prohibiting abortions as early as six weeks into a pregnancy. Senate Bill 23 was passed in 2019 and took effect when the U.S. Supreme Court struck down Roe v. Wade in June. Uh, The law bans abortions performed after early cardiac activity is detected. A lot of people call that fetal uh, heartbeat law, but it's not technically heartbeat because it's not complete. Um, Typically, this happens around six weeks of pregnancy before many women even know they are pregnant. And we've talked about this. The, the, The grouping of cells is the size of a grain of rice to maybe a pomegranate seed. That's how big it is. Um, and and uh, this, this happens ex- uh, uh, except in medical emergencies. That's the only, uh, the only other option. Uh, with the judge's ruling, abortion is again available up to 20 weeks post-fertilization or about 22 weeks after a patient's last menstrual period. Uh, Judge Christian A. Jenkins wrote in his order, SB 23 clearly discriminates against pregnant women and places an enormous burden on them to secure safe and effective health care such that it violates Ohio's equal protection and benefit clause and is therefore unconstitutional. So there you have it. Uh, We'll see what happens. Um, I'm sure it's going to be challenged. Uh, Furthering the Republican buy-in to outlaw abortion nationwide, Georgia Republican candidate for Senate Herschel Walker, the nutball. And you know what? That's not a dig against him. He he admits it himself. He's a little crazy. Uh, Yesterday, he reaffirmed his support for a national abortion ban, saying that he would vote for the policy if elected in November and if Republicans regain control of the upper chamber. In a statement, he said he was a proud pro-life Christian who will always stand up for our unborn children. Okay, they are not children if they are unborn. Even in the Bible, in the Bible, the only time they talk about when uh, uh, life began and when is when life would, was breathed into a human. Uh, so a proud uh, pro-life Christian, he says, uh, 
in a statement that he was a proud pro-life Christian who will always stand up for unborn children. In response to uh, psycho right-winger Lindsey uh, Graham's national 15-week abortion ban, uh, Herschel Walker said that, I believe the issue should be decided at the state level, but I would support this policy. Uh, Walker has said in the past he does not back exceptions in case of rape, incest, or even to save the pregnant person's life. In July, he told reporters that there's not a national ban on abortion right now, and I think that's a problem. Walker is running against current Senator Reverend Raphael Warnock. Even as a reverend, he protects a woman's right to choose. Warnock Communications Director Meredith Brasher said... Uh, Georgia voters will have a clear choice this fall between Reverend uh, Warnock's record of fighting to protect a woman's right to make her own health care decisions and Herschel Walker, who wants to outlaw abortion, even in cases of rape, incest, or where the life of the mother is at risk, and who would support a national abortion ban in the Senate. Uh, So the choice is yours, Georgia. And the choice is yours in Florida. It didn't end there. Florida Senator Marco Rubio decided to co-sponsor Lindsey Graham's anti-choice nationwide bill. Val Demings is running against Rubio for the Senate in Florida. Rubio may have just helped her. I don't know yet. It comes just a week after uh, her campaign launched an ad calling Rubio's stance on abortion outrageous. His decision to tie himself to the federal ban comes as he's also trying to draw attention to Demings' stance on abortion. Of course, when he draws attention, he outright lies. His re-election campaign launched a new flurry of television ads yesterday lying about the Deming that Demings, Val Demings, supports abortion at birth. Really? Nobody supports abortion at birth. Even though she has said that she supports restric- restrictions after the moment of viability. <clears throat> Not sure yet who this is going to help. Um, in past elections, uh, saying that you are against abortion has helped Republicans, but that was before uh, the uh, overturning of Roe v. Wade. So we'll see what happens. So, finally, and this is a great story. I I love this. Uh, How about that? Go Patagonia. Uh, You know what? I have a Patagonia t-shirt. I just pulled out of storage last week and wore it for the first time a couple days ago. Uh, Patagonia founder uh, Yvonne Schwinard Schwinard, uh, really just made... Every rich person looked bad. <laughs> the 83-year-old, his wife Melinda, and their adult children, uh, Fletcher. Uh, it's Melinda, spelled M-A, in case you're curious. Uh, 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 adult children Fletcher and Claire gave away the company, valued at about $3 billion. Uh, Yesterday, an interview was published in the New York Times, or a letter was published in the New York Times, where he said, while we're doing our best to address the environmental crisis, it's not enough. We needed to find a way to put more money into uh, into fighting the crisis while keeping the company's values intact. One option, he's describing, one option was to sell Patagonia and donate all the money, but we couldn't be sure a new owner would maintain our values or keep our team of people around the world employed. 
Another path was to take the company public. What a disaster that would have been. And, you know, that happens with a lot of people. Take it it public, somebody takes over, suddenly you can't do what you want to do. Uh, Even public companies with good intentions, he he went on, even public companies with good intentions are under too much pressure to create short-term gain at the expense of long-term vitality and responsibility. And, of course, that's because they're required to do it by law. Ford v. Dodge. Look up the case. 1920-something. Truth be told, there, he continued, uh, truth be told, there were no good options available. So we created our own. In August, uh, the family irrevocably transferred all the company's voting stock, which is equivalent to uh, 2% of the overall shares, into a newly established entity known as the Patagonia Purpose Trust. The trust, which will be overseen by members of the family and their closest advisors, is intended to ensure that Patagonia makes good on its commitment to run a socially responsible business and give away its profits. The uh, uh, pronounce, then donated the other 98% of Patagonia, its common shares, to a newly established nonprofit organization called the Holdfast Collective, which will now be the recipient of all company profits and use the funds to combat climate change. Now, there is already a Holdfast Collective and it has nothing to do with Patagonia. They might have to change the name. I don't know. Uh, because the Holdfast Collective is a 501c4, which allows it to make unlimited political contributions, the family received no tax benefits for its donation. Uh, they paid like $17 million on, on, on the donation. Uh, Patagonia also plans to donate more than $100 million this uh, year towards our climate emergency. And they, they've, paid, they, they've donated like $50 million a year for I don't know how long. Anyway, he said, I, uh, he said, I don't respect the stock market at all. Once you're public, you've lost control over the company and you have to maximize profits for the shareholder and then you become one of those irresponsible companies. I like this guy. Patagonia. Right on, man. You know what? My shirt's dirty. I'll have to wear it as soon as possible. (laughs) What the heck? I can wear it dirty. Uh, So that's it. Thanks for listening. Thursday, September 15th, 2022. Thursday, September 15th, 2022. I truly appreciate you. Under 35 minutes today, not so bad. Uh, Bring someone with you today or tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember... Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.